Hey there, welcome back. I just saw a Brian Tyler Cohen headline that posted two minutes ago. Court issues major ruling banning Republicans from office. Is this the one in Oregon? I'm the only Democrat in this race who has never taken a dime from corporate PACs. And I'm the only single mom of school-aged kids in the House or the Senate. I'm not in Congress to be wined and dined by lobbyists. I'm here to stand up to the status quo and fight for California. But the reality is, running a statewide campaign takes... She's running against Schiff, another pretty good... Pretty good Democrats. They should. They should have uh, kind of collaborated so they cover all the bases and make sure all both of them are take office. Well, I think that's a dumb mistake. I think who else? Um, I want to say is it Representative Maxine is it running for her seat or something like that? No, Senator Box Boxer. No. The boxer seats. Anyway, Schiff and Katie Porter are running for the same seat, which sucks. This is Democracy Watch. So, Mark, this update is amazing, but went pretty underreported. So, the Oregon Supreme Court has ruled that a staggering 10 Republican yeah. state senators won't be able to run for re election in that state. What happened here? Yeah, so this is uh, a really interesting case, as you say, it's underreported. The people of, of of Oregon had enough of Republican shenanigans walking out of the legislature time and time again to deny a quorum. So in some states, you just need uh, half the people to be present in the legislature to vote. In other states, you need more than that. In Oregon, you need two thirds. And Republicans were abusing their status as a minority party by walking out over and over again. And so the people of Oregon passed a ballot initiative that said, if you have 10 unexcused absences, then you can't, you, you, at the end of your term, you can't, uh, you can't run again. And so Republicans um, sued to try to uh, block this. They lost. And those 10 uh, Republican legislators need to find other employment because they are not coming back uh, to run for re-election. Well, to that point, given that this decision was at the hands of the Oregon Supreme Court, the highest court in the state, is there any recourse for these legislators? Like, are, are, are they looking to appeal the decision to the federal court system? No, I mean, look, this is the thing. You are you are like a good Democrat because you're always worried that somehow the Supreme Court is going to like come swooping in. It's, I understand why. Half being a Democrat, half being a Jew. We're just, you know. I, I was going to say, right? Like we have it, we have it coming and going, you and I. But the good news here is this is just interpreting state law. This is a state ballot initiative that was interpreted by the state Supreme Court. There is nothing for a federal court to do. There is nothing for the U.S. Supreme Court to do. Um, these 10 uh, uh, Republican legislators are out of luck. They're got to go, you know, find unemployment or like, you know, find some some find some job where you don't need to show up a lot um, because they are not going to be in this in the Oregon legislature anymore. Yeah, it's 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 our birthright, Mark. We uh, if we don't worry, uh, we our hearts stop beating <laughs> so it is it's true although you managed to find your way all the way to the west coast yeah you, you know, know i stayed near the the, the motherland <laughs> you know right, new york right. uh mark why were these lawmakers walking out for such uh significant amounts of time here knowing knowing so this, what 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 uh fate could await them 
Yeah, so this is the thing. People think, well, it's Oregon. They must have been had a good reason. No, these are as bad a Republicans as, as they are in the rest of the country. They were boycotting abortion rights, gun reform, gender-affirming care, you know, democracy issues. The last walkout lasted six weeks. And like I said, you know, there's always been a tradition in this country of minority um, uh, leg legislators, legislators in the minority using their power to try to uh, leverage better policy where it matters. But but this is the kind of abuse we've seen. And, and you know, look, you could tie this to the federal um, fights we've seen where Republicans turned the filibuster from a once in a while used thing to something that got abused uh, to, you know, uh, under under President Biden, they use it for everything. They they filibuster things that they then vote for. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Oregon legislature here, going back to Oregon, um, they the Republicans there used it to block real progress in that state. And the people of Oregon had enough. They passed this ballot initiative. And here we are. Uh, by the way, for anybody watching, I found out all about this by reading it on Democracy Docket. So if you're not yet signed up for Democracy Docket, which is the free news outlet Mark founded to focus on everything voting in elections, please sign up. It's completely free. Again, it's the most useful resource that I have. The link is right here on the screen. It's also in the post description of this video. Mark, can you speak on the fact that even with these walkouts, Republicans are so committed to refusing to participate in democracy? Yeah. So... This is the trend that we see in state after state and certainly at the federal level. If there is one thing that Republicans won't do, it is to constructively engage in the legislative process. I mean, look at what happened with at the federal level with immigration right. uh, and, and that whole thing. You know, the Republicans said, we won't move forward with Ukraine or these other things until you do the border. Then they appoint Langford. Langford negotiates the deal that they want. Did exactly then, what they had asked him to do. Exactly. And then they all say, yeah, no, we're not voting for it. And Langford has said he, he won't vote for it. So in many respects, what you see in Oregon is a symptom of a larger disease within the Republican Party, which is that they simply want to obstruct policy. They simply want to prevent democracy from moving forward. They're not in favor of anything. They're just opposed. And so good for the people of Oregon that say they're tired of this and that they're not going to stand for it. And if Republicans won't elect politicians who will at least show up and do their job, then, they, then they'll have to, then they'll replace them. Right. I mean, the bar isn't too high. I mean, we're not like, They'll run election deniers. We're just asking these people at a bare minimum to just show up to work, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Mark, in fairness, there have been walkouts like the one in Texas, for example, uh, protesting that state's egregiously unpopular election law. And in Florida, state legislators uh, protested racially gerrymandered redistricting maps on the floor of the legislature. How do you reconcile the importance of one with the abusiveness of the other? If you have arthritis, toss your bottled water in the trash. Here's why. Scientists from... Yeah, look, I think that it's easy to reconcile them. The fact is, as I said, minority parties in legislative chambers use their power, the limited powers that they have, to make points, uh, uh, to hold the, the majority sort of accountable and honest. We saw that uh, in Tennessee with, uh, you know, the...
courageous actions of, uh, of, of some Democratic legislators there. Obviously, Texas, as you pointed out, you had a walkout in Texas over the, the voter suppression bill. But fundamentally, those were instances where they were being done under extraordinary circumstances to protest abuses by the majority, abuses where the majority was simply not taking the minority seriously or not giving them um, uh, the rights uh, that they are entitled to. But fundamentally, Democrats came back. You know, they came back to the table. And so it is fine for uh, whether it is Democrats in the U.S. House of Representatives right now, where they flex their muscle in ways they can, or, um, you know, Republicans in some state legislative chambers. But but to totally disengage the process and to walk out over and over again over all manner of legislation and try to deprive those bills from moving forward in their entirety, the people of Oregon had enough. And the people of Oregon passed the ballot initiative. By the way, the ballot initiative passed with 68% of the vote. So it got Republican votes, you know, because people expect, sure, that you're going to have a certain amount of theater and a certain amount of protest. But at the end of the day, they want their elected officials to do their job. Sure, Republicans were not meeting. minimum threshold. And, and just to add to that, I mean, that is the party that rails more than anybody else about uh, limiting or preventing government waste. There is nothing more wasteful than these people, not just, not just, you know, ref- not just saying their part and trying to do their part to hold the majority accountable, but not even participating, making government stop. That is what they want to do. That they're just, it's just solely trafficking and dysfunction so that the process of processes of government don't work, which by the way, they can then point to afterwards and say, look, we told, we want small government. We told you government can't work. The government right here is not working. What they don't tell you is that the whole reason it's not working is because they themselves are the ones who break it, but ultimately redounds to their benefit. Right. And we see that, again, at the state level, Oregon, at the national level, you know, the House of Representatives, the Senate. You know, if you look up the definition of chutzpah in the dictionary, there is a picture of the Republican Party. Yeah. I mean, the idea that they are taking credit, by the way, now for for infrastructure projects, bills they voted against. They, they, uh, God knows what they'll say about immigration now, you know, having, <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah, you're exactly right. They, they want to break government. They want it to be ineffective. And then they want to point at it and say, you see, government's broken. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it there again for anybody watching. If you want to follow up with any uh, voting rights news, definitely make sure to sign up for democracy docket. I'll put the link right here on the screen and also in the post description of this video. I'm Brian Taylor Cohen. I'm Mark Elias. This is democracy watch. an orca with nothing but flat meeting mm. a brownie that I made fried brownie is pretty dang good thank you Oregon Good job, Oregon! Exclamation point.
Okay. Thanks for 323k. You could if it's just law enforcement. Hmm. Jamie Raskin humiliates Marjorie Trader Green. Jamie Raskin pulls no punches with Marjorie Taylor Greene. So first off, here's what Greene said only days ago while advocating for Secretary Mayorkas's impeachment. This historical evidence is overwhelming that the Founding Fathers intended impeachment to be used to deal with the commission of indictable crimes and the abuse of power. Indictable. <laughs> corruption and injury to the nation caused by public officials, among others. And now here's Jamie Raskin's response on the House floor for all of Congress to see. Thank you, Madam Speaker, Mr. Chairman. We're here because the madcap wild goose chase to impeach Joe Biden has produced no wild geese. Even Fox News is lampooning the fact that their own expert witnesses repeatedly say President Biden did nothing wrong and there are no grounds for impeachment. More than a dozen GOP members in Biden majority districts don't want to go anywhere near that fantasy production. So the Trump-Putin mega faction headed up by the distinguished general lady from Georgia has been given this worthless trinket of a consolation prize, the opportunity to bring a slapstick impeachment drive against a cabinet member of unimpeachable integrity who has obviously committed no treason, no bribery, no high crimes, no misdemeanors, nothing indictable or even indictable, if you prefer. <laughs> the extent to which Marjorie Taylor Greene is so out of her depth when it comes to Jamie Raskin cannot be overstated. And by the way, Raskin knows Knows it too, which is why he's actually begun toying with Green. And uh, let's just say that she's not exactly seeing the humor in it. Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Will, will the gentleman yield for a question? No, I will not yield to one of your stupid questions that are always attacking me and attacking President Trump. How about a mediocre question? No, I don't question. want to, I do not want An your excellent question. question? No. A smart question? No, my time. An intelligent my, question? You have no smart or intelligent questions. <laughs> oh, Marjorie, if you show them that it upsets you, it's only going to happen more. Now, Green's hysterics aside, all of this centers around the Republican effort to impeach Mayorkas, which was brought up for a vote today in a Republican-led House, and here's how that went. This vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 216. The resolution is not adopted. A Republican-led effort to impeach Mayorkas failed in a Republican-led House. At this point, I'd be impressed if Republicans could manage to drive to work in the morning and actually make it there. And if that wasn't embarrassing enough on its own, leave it to Marjorie Taylor Greene to really twist the knife on her own party. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked that because um, what we can basically look like, look at this as a game, unfortunately, and their strategy. And they hid one of their members uh, waiting to the last minute, uh, watching to see our votes, um, trying to throw us off on the numbers that we had versus the numbers they had. So, yeah, that was a strategy at play tonight. Ah, that's right. The old hide a lawmaker trick. <laughs> it's apparently the Democrats' fault that Republicans can't do basic math. Got it. 
And look, let's perhaps consider why this impeachment failed. Because you can't impeach someone for not liking their policy. Mayorkas did not commit high crimes or misdemeanors, which is the bar for impeachment. If they're looking to see what that might look like, might I draw your attention to their god king, Donald Trump, who incited an insurrection against their own government. The fact that these people think that that is okay while thinking that Mayorkas committed a crime really does go to show the brain rot that's pervaded today's Republican Party. Consider, too, further undermining their case is the fact that they're trying to impeach Mayorkas for not securing the border, all the while refusing to bring up a bill that would literally secure the border. Here's the thing. This isn't about facts. It's not about reality. It is about creating an imaginary narrative and then living that parallel universe out. They want so badly for the border to be a perpetual problem so they, they can use it to exact revenge on Joe Biden and his administration. And so they will never fix it because they don't want to lose it as an issue. They can't. They plan on dining off of this thing from now until November, just like they do for literally every election cycle. It's migrant caravans and open borders and the same old tired story on re and it is by design. They don't want solutions, they want to exploit problems and feed off their voters' rage to gain power for themselves. And that's a point, by the way, that Jamie Raskin drove home. What makes this farce a tragedy is that Secretary Mayorkas and the U.S. Senate have been working for months to achieve precisely the immigration and border compromise the GOP has been demanding. And miraculously, they got to a bipartisan immigration agreement for billions of dollars more in border patrol officers, immigration judges, fentanyl detection machines, a far tougher border. It was good enough for Senator Mitch McConnell and dozens of GOP senators, and it was good enough for the Wall Street Journal, but the House megas would not take yes for an answer. Why? Because Donald Trump doesn't want a border solution. He wants a border problem, nothing else to run on. And Vladimir Putin certainly doesn't want $60 billion going to the heroic people of Ukraine defying his filthy imperialist invasion all over the world. Democracy and freedom are under siege today, and all our colleagues can think to do is to sell out our democratic allies and sell out the cause of human rights and then impeach a cabinet secretary working diligently to solve the immigration problem that they claim to care about. I yield back. No living being should Great ever job, eat Rep processed Raskin. food for every single meal of their life. Thank God we got good Rep real Raskin. food is simple. It looks like food. Okay. Cutting it down a bit.
Hey there, welcome back. I just saw a Brian Tyler Cohen headline that posted two minutes ago. Court issues major ruling banning Republicans from office. Is this the one in Oregon? I don't know what's going on. Oh. I'm the only Democrat in this race who has never, Katie, ever taken ad. a dime from corporate PACs. And Everybody I'm the only single mom of school-aged kids awesome. in the House or the Senate. I'm not in Congress to be wined and dined by lobbyists. Yeah, I'm here to stand up to the status quo and fight for California. But the reality is running a statewide campaign takes She's running against Schiff, another pretty good pretty good Democrats. They should, they should have uh, kind of collaborated so they cover all the bases and make sure all, both of them are take office. Well, a, I think that's a dumb mistake. I think, who else? Um, I want to say, is it Representative Maxine? Is it running for her seat or something like that? No, it's Senator Box, Boxer? No. The boxer seat. Anyway, Schiff and Katie Porter running for the same seat, which sucks. This is Democracy Oops. Watch. So, Mark, this update is amazing, but went pretty underreported. So, the Oregon Supreme Court has ruled that a staggering 10 Republican yeah. state senators won't be able to run for re-election in that state. What happened here? Yeah, so this is uh, a really interesting case. As you say, great. it's underreported. The people of... of of Oregon had enough of Republican shenanigans walking out of the legislature time and time again to deny a quorum. So in some states, you just need uh, half the people to be present in the legislature to vote. In other states, you need more than that. In Oregon, you need two thirds. And Republicans were abusing their status as a minority party by walking out over and over again. And so the people of Oregon passed a ballot initiative that said, if you have 10 unexcused absences, then you can't, you, you, at the end of your term, you can't, uh, you can't run again. And so Republicans um, sued to try to uh, block this. They lost. And those 10 uh, Republican legislators need to find other employment because they are not coming back uh, to run for re-election. Well, to that point, given that this decision was at the hands of the Oregon Supreme Court, the highest court in the state, is there any recourse for these legislators? Like, are, are, are they looking to appeal the decision to the federal court system? No, I mean, look, this is the thing. You are you are like a good Democrat because you're always worried that somehow the Supreme Court is going to like come swooping in. It's, I understand why. Half being a Democrat, half being a Jew. We're just, you know. I, I was going to say, right? Like we have it we have it coming and going, you and I. But the good news here is this is just interpreting state law. This is a state ballot initiative that was interpreted by the state Supreme Court. There is nothing for a federal court to do. There is nothing for the U.S. Supreme Court to do. Um, these 10 uh, uh, Republican legislators are out of luck. they are got to go, you know, find unemployment or like, you know, find some some find some job where you don't need to show up a lot um, <laughs> because they are not going to be in this in the Oregon legislature anymore. Yeah, it's 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 our birthright, Mark. We uh, if we don't worry, uh, we our hearts stop beating <laughs> so it is it's true although you managed to find your way all the way to the west coast yeah you, you know, know i stayed near the the, the motherland <laughs> you know right, new york right. uh mark why were these lawmakers walking out for such uh significant amounts of time here knowing so knowing what 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 uh fate could await them 
Yeah, so this is the thing. People think, well, it's Oregon. They must have been had a good reason. No, these are as bad a Republicans as, as they are in the rest of the country. They were boycotting abortion rights, gun reform, gender-affirming care, you know, democracy issues. The last walkout lasted six weeks. And like I said, you know, there's always been a tradition in this country of minority um, uh, legislators legislators in the minority using their power to try to uh, leverage better policy where it matters. But but this is the kind of abuse we've seen. And, and you know, look, you could tie this to the federal um, fights we've seen where Republicans turned the filibuster from a once in a while used thing to something that got abused uh, to, you know, uh, under under President Biden, they use it for everything. They they filibuster things that they then vote for. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Oregon legislature here, going back to Oregon, um, they the Republicans there used it to block real progress in that state. And the people of Oregon had enough. They passed this ballot initiative. And here we are. Uh, by the way, for anybody watching, I found out all about this by reading it on Democracy Docket. So if you're not yet signed up for Democracy Docket, which is the free news outlet Mark founded to focus on everything voting in elections, please sign up. It's completely free. Again, it's the most useful resource that I have. The link is right here on the screen. It's also in the post description of this video. Mark, can you speak on the fact that even with these walkouts, Republicans are so committed to refusing to participate in democracy? Yeah. So... This is the trend that we see in state after state and certainly at the federal level. If there is one thing that Republicans won't do, it is to constructively engage in the legislative process. I mean, look at what happened with at the federal level with immigration right. uh, and, and that whole thing. You know, the Republicans said, we won't move forward with Ukraine or these other things until you do the border. Then they appoint Langford. Langford negotiates the deal that they want. Did exactly then, what they had asked him to do. Exactly. And then they all say, yeah, no, we're not voting for it. And Langford has said he, he won't vote for it. So in many respects, what you see in Oregon is a symptom of a larger disease within the Republican Party, which is that they simply want to obstruct policy. They simply want to prevent democracy from moving forward. They're not in favor of anything. They're just opposed. And so good for the people of Oregon that say they're tired of this and that they're not going to stand for it. And if Republicans won't elect politicians who will at least show up and do their job, then then they'll have to then they'll replace them. Right. I mean, the bar isn't too high. I mean, we're not like They'll run election deniers. We're just asking these people at a bare minimum to just show up to work, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Mark, in fairness, there have been walkouts like the one in Texas, for example, uh, protesting that state's egregiously unpopular election law. And in Florida, state legislators uh, protested racially gerrymandered redistricting maps on the floor of the legislature. How do you reconcile the importance of one with the abusiveness of the other? If you have arthritis, toss your bottled water in the trash. Here's why. Scientists for... Yeah, look, I think that it's easy to reconcile them. The fact is, as I said, minority parties in legislative chambers use their power, the limited powers that they have, to make points, uh, uh, to hold the the majority sort of accountable and honest. We saw that uh, in Tennessee with, uh, you know, the...
courageous actions of, uh, of, of some Democratic legislators there. Obviously, Texas, as you pointed out, you had a walkout in Texas over the, the voter suppression bill. But fundamentally, those were instances where they were being done under extraordinary circumstances to protest abuses by the majority, abuses where the majority was simply not taking the minority seriously or not giving them um, uh, the rights uh, that they are entitled to. But fundamentally, Democrats came back. You know, they came back to the table. And so it is fine for uh, whether it is Democrats in the U.S. House of Representatives right now, where they flex their muscle in ways they can, or, um, you know, Republicans in some state legislative chambers, but but to totally disengage the process and to walk out over and over again over all manner of legislation and try to deprive those bills from moving forward in their entirety, the people of Oregon had enough. And the people of Oregon passed the ballot initiative. By the way, the ballot initiative passed with 68% of the vote. So it got Republican votes, you know, because people expect, sure, that you're going to have a certain amount of theater and a certain amount of protest. But at the end of the day, they want their elected officials to do their job. Again, Republicans were not meeting. minimum threshold. And, and just to add to that, I mean, that is the party that rails more than anybody else about uh, limiting or preventing government waste. There is nothing more wasteful than these people, not just, not just, you know, refu- not just saying their part and trying to do their part to hold the majority accountable, but not even participating, making government stop. That is what they want to do. That they're just, it's just solely trafficking and dysfunction so that the process of processes of government don't work, which by the way, they can then point to afterwards and say, look, we told, we want small government. We told you government can't work. The government right here is not working. What they don't tell you is that the whole reason it's not working is because they themselves are the ones who break it, but ultimately redounds to their benefit. Right. And we see that, again, at the state level, Oregon, at the national level, you know, the House of Representatives, the Senate. You know, if you look up the definition of chutzpah in the dictionary, there is a picture of the Republican Party. Yeah. I mean, the idea that they are taking credit, by the way, now for for infrastructure projects, bills they voted against. They they uh, God knows what they'll say about immigration now, you know, having <laughs> but but, you know, yeah, you're exactly right. They, they want to break government. They want it to be ineffective. And then they want to point at it and say, you see, government's broken. Yeah, well, we'll leave it there again for anybody watching. If you want to follow up with any uh, voting rights news, definitely make sure to sign up for Democracy Docket. I'll put the link right here on the screen and also in the post description of this video. I'm Brian Tyler Cohen. I'm Mark Elias. This is Democracy Watch. an orca with nothing but plat meaning a brownie I made fried brownie is pretty dang good thank you Oregon Good job, Oregon! Exclamation point.
Okay. Thanks for 323k. Stupid if it's just law enforcement. Hmm. Jamie Raskin humiliates Marjorie Trader Green. Jamie Raskin pulls no punches with Marjorie Taylor Greene. So first off, here's what Greene said only days ago while advocating for Secretary Mayorkas' impeachment. This historical evidence is overwhelming that the Founding Fathers intended impeachment to be used to deal with the commission of indictable crimes and the abuse of power. Indictable. <laughs> corruption and injury to the nation caused by public officials, among others. And now here's Jamie Raskin's response on the House floor Indictable. for all of Congress to see. Thank you, Madam Speaker, Mr. Chairman. We're here because the madcap wild goose chase to impeach Joe Biden has produced no wild geese. Even Fox News is lampooning the fact that their own expert witnesses repeatedly say President Biden did nothing wrong and there are no grounds for impeachment. More than a dozen GOP members in Biden majority districts don't want to go anywhere near that fantasy production. So the Trump-Putin mega faction headed up by the distinguished general lady from Georgia has been given this worthless trinket of a consolation prize, the opportunity to bring a slapstick impeachment drive against a cabinet member of unimpeachable integrity who has obviously committed no treason, no bribery, no high crimes, no misdemeanors, nothing indictable or even indictable, if you prefer. <laughs> the extent to which Marjorie Taylor Greene is so out of her depth when it comes to Jamie Raskin cannot be overstated. And by the way, Raskin knows it too, which is why he's actually begun toying with Green. And uh, let's just say that she's not exactly seeing the humor in it. Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Will, will the gentleman yield for a question? No, I will not yield to one of your stupid questions that are always attacking me and attacking President Trump. How about a mediocre question? No, I don't question. want to, I do not want An your excellent question. question? No. A smart question? No, my time. An intelligent my, question? You have no smart or intelligent questions. <laughs> oh, Marjorie, if you show them that it upsets you, it's only going to happen more. Now, Green's hysterics aside, all of this centers around the Republican effort to impeach Mayorkas, which was brought up for a vote today in a Republican-led House, and here's how that went. this vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 216. The resolution is not adopted. A Republican-led effort to impeach Mayorkas failed in a Republican-led House. At this point, I'd be impressed if Republicans could manage to drive to work in the morning and actually make it there. And if that wasn't embarrassing enough on its own, leave it to Marjorie Taylor Greene to really twist the knife on her own party. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked that because um, what we can basically look like, look at this as a game, unfortunately, and their strategy. And they hid one of their members uh, waiting to the last minute, uh, watching to see our votes, um, trying to throw us off on the numbers that we had versus the numbers they had. So, yeah, that was a strategy at play tonight. Ah, that's right. The old hide a lawmaker trick. <laughs> it's apparently the Democrats' fault that Republicans can't do basic math. Uh -huh. Got it. 
And look, let's perhaps consider why this impeachment failed. Because you can't impeach someone for not liking their policy. Mayorkas did not commit high crimes or misdemeanors, which is the bar for impeachment. If they're looking to see what that might look like, might I draw your attention to their god king, Donald Trump, who incited an insurrection against our own government. The fact that these people think that that is okay, while thinking that Mayorkas committed a crime really does go to show the brain rot that's pervaded today's Republican Party. Consider, too, further undermining their case is the fact that they're trying to impeach Mayorkas for not securing the border, all the while refusing to bring up a bill that would literally secure the border. Here's the thing. This isn't about facts. It's not about reality. It is about creating an imaginary narrative and then living that parallel universe out. They want so badly for the border to be a perpetual problem so they, they can use it to exact revenge on Joe Biden and his administration. And so they will never fix it because they don't want to lose it as an issue. They can't. They plan on dining off of this thing from now until November, just like they do for literally every election cycle. It's migrant caravans and open borders and the same old tired story on re and it is by design. They don't want solutions, they want to exploit problems and feed off their voters' rage to gain power for themselves. And that's a point, by the way, that Jamie Raskin drove home. What makes this farce a tragedy is that Secretary Mayorkas and the U.S. Senate have been working for months to achieve precisely the immigration and border compromise the GOP has been demanding. And miraculously, they got to a bipartisan immigration agreement for billions of dollars more in border patrol officers, immigration judges, fentanyl detection machines, a far tougher border. It was good enough for Senator Mitch McConnell and dozens of GOP senators, and it was good enough for the Wall Street Journal, but the House megas would not take yes for an answer. Why? Because Donald Trump doesn't want a border solution. He wants a border problem, nothing else to run on. And Vladimir Putin certainly doesn't want $60 billion going to the heroic people of Ukraine defying his filthy imperialist invasion. All over the world, democracy and freedom are under siege today, and all our colleagues can think to do is to sell out our democratic allies and sell out the cause of human rights and then impeach a cabinet secretary working diligently to solve the immigration problem that they claim to care about. I yield back. No living being should Great ever job, eat Rep processed Raskin. food for every single meal of their life. Thank God we got good Rep real Raskin. food is simple. It looks like food. Okay, cutting it down a bit. Okay, shared.